Hello and welcome to Faking It, a book club podcast in which I sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Chin C and all you need is books. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. It was a Beatles medley, Alice. Medley? Yeah, it's a beat. Wow, yeah, it was a mega mix, more like. It was a mega mix. It was really mega. Are you familiar with the uh, the Stars and Forty Five mega mix of the Beatles? Yes, I am. Yes, yes, yes I the, am. My dad's very familiar with it. It's one of his favourite songs of all time. It's just basically every Beatles song mixed up into one over a disco beat. It's awful, but my dad loves it and he listens to it all the time in his car. And I've heard that your dad's never listened to the Beatles outside of that mega mix. Well, he, he says even know he's a are. very busy man. So he said like, oh, I can't be bothered to listen to all the albums in. Six in sequence so he's listens to it all in one mega mix yeah and um, he listens to it five times sped up as well because he's a busy man he's a busy busy man but he has to listen to the Beatles is that your yes thing? otherwise he'll die because Dennis Hopper told him his heart will explode unless oh. he start, unless he listens to all the Beatles songs every day oh god so is that That's your awful. is that his favourite mega mix my favourite mega mix is the ABBA one that ends with Thank you for the music. Oh, that such one? a hack mega mix. mega mix. Such a hack mega mix. It's a hack mega yeah, mix. Yeah, exactly. Oh, on then, Dan. What's your favourite mega mix? Uh, the Beatles one. That's also hack. <laughs> no. The What's your mega mix? Yeah, Dad? Oh, exactly. Such a slam, slam, slam. Yeah. Well, nah. Oh, careful, my wrist. The, Be- <laughs> the Beatles mega mix isn't hack. Dan's answer was hack, because he yeah, just copied me. Sorry if I've got the same opinions as your dad. He copied me and my dad. I I feel like a wait. You said it was whack. You said it was bad. Yeah, it's bad. The only way I've that's my favorite mega mix, the Michael Jackson mega mix. It's bad. It's dangerous. It's off the wall. Got thriller in there as well. It's a thriller. Yeah, Yeah. it's an absolute thriller. I had a really good comeback, but the time has passed. Okay, (laughs) kept on talking over. That's my classic tactic. That's my classic tactic. That anytime anybody wants to have a comeback to me, just keep talking, and five years later. It'll be too late for the comeback. They'll be dead. Exactly. They'll be dead. They'll be dead because they're just waiting for the comeback and they starve. Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, no, I'm not. The time has passed. I'm going to keep talking for five years until there's <laughs> no chance for you to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Alice Burden oh, and I'm back. Welcome back to the show, Alice. Welcome back. You look, yeah, good. And who's that in the Thanks. corner? <laughs> who's I- that in the corner? Oh. Oh, it's me, Ebenezer. <laughs> what? Wait, hold on a second. That haircut, that mop-top haircut, that suit and tie, give me a woo. Woo. Well, not quite the woo I was looking for, but are you one of the Beatles? Oh, but of course. Are you How Ebenezer? How many other Ebenezers have you ever heard of? Well, not many, not many, I have to admit. Wait, so you're Ebenezer, the f- fifth Beatle? Yeah, well, it depends if anybody else wants to go in front of me. I'm happy to oblige. But you were in the Beatles for the whole time that the Beatles were around, weren't oh, you? Oh, yeah, sure. But, you know, I'm a very, very compliant guy. Okay, all right. So, but you just like queuing. Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, when Pete came, we were five of us at one point. But then they said it sounds better if we say four. And I was like, I don't mind. <laughs> when was that? When were you pushed out of the band then? 
Oh, I was never pushed out. Oh, okay. So you just said, like, you just stayed, you just weren't counted. Well, yeah, there came a time where, where I just, I was all right with not being credited. So in, like, the Abbey Road cover, are you kind of just off? I'm taking, I'm taking the photo. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, it, someone has to take the photo, Dan. In the other, it, we did lots of versions, and I tried to get my finger in the lens for one of them. It's going to come poking over the lens, so that people can point, you know, there's John, there's Paul, there's George, there's Ringo, so George, there's Ebenezer. Did you say George twice? George, I said John. Oh, okay, sorry. Right. You know John? I do know John. John Lennon. John Lennon. Have you heard of him? I have He's heard dead. of him. Yes, he is. Very sad. What a lot of us are dead. Well, who, who's your favourite out of John and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, who's Paul? your favourite Beatle? <laughs> yeah, who's your favourite Apart from yourself, obviously. That's like asking someone's choice between their cats. You can't choose between their cats. <laughs> so you view the Beatles, your bandmates, as cats? No, it's, it's like it. It's not the same as it. It's you, like okay. it. Did you get any equal... Because okay. obviously you weren't credited in a lot of it, uh, and you're not kind of a visible member of the Beatles, but did you get an equal share of the money? Oh, No. <laughs> wow! Okay. When we sat down, when we started the band, they never said, never said they wanted the money. So I thought, oh, I don't want to get between them and their money. So what, what <laughs> they seemed to want it a lot more than me. So I thought it was all right if they had all the money. So did you get any money? No. Did you have to pay to be in the Beatles? Well, you know, every now and again, John would, would say, "Hey, Eb. they call me Eb for short, you see." What was it short for? Ebenezer. Oh, my, okay. My, that's my, it. my name. <laughs> His name. Yeah. You, you yeah, bloody no. fuckwit. <laughs> Whoa. No, it's all right. He's a beetle. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I'm like a... So, every now and again, Joe would ask me for £50. And I'd say, really? Really? And he'd go, and I'd just have to give it to him because I don't want to upset him. And that was the inspiration. <laughs> was that the inspiration for the song, You Never Give Me Your Money? Oh, but of course. I think the original craft was, You Always Give Me Your Money. But then... Yeah. Um, and I ran out of money, <laughs> of course, because John just kept asking me £50. And I did, after about four, four goes, I ran out of £50 notes. Uh, it was, so you had £200? That's all you had, then you had no money left. Well, yeah, my mum had just died. All right, did you have she to have... She left me £200. Did you have to have another job? Yeah. What was your other job? Basketball player. <laughs> well, of course, I was a professional basketball player in Liverpool. So... It was my, and I was the only one on the team, so it didn't really get much. You just play horse. Not many people would come to watch. <laughs> so, speaking of not being credited, um, Dan, you can introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's move it's on. Too late. You know what? Like, is that Dan? That is Dan. That is Dan. Oh, I, like, I like his company. He's very oh, good. Much. He's very, very. I mean, Dan. Um, it sounds to me like. You're a bit of a Beatle maniac. Yeah, I'd say I love the Beatles. I'm a big, <laughs> big Beatles. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, you just threw a drumstick at me. Oh, well, you know. I, I'm a massive fan. I love the Beatles. I, I, I It's hard to kind of... Because the Beatles are such a collaborative band, obviously, kind of yeah, between Lennon true. and McCarty and... Yeah. Um, Everyone Lennon and McCarty. What, uh, McCartney and as in Todd McCarty. <laughs> yes, oh. he was in Neville. Okay. What what instrument did you play on? Oh, well, I did the hag claps. <laughs> yeah, I did the, all the other stuff, you know. You know, I taught, I taught, taught George how to play his instrument, taught Ringo how to play his instruments. And you taught them to play the drums and the guitar as well. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, all right. Careful my wrist. Sorry. Careful yeah, my sorry. wrist. I, I just think that, you know, they're, they're a really great band. They're a really great bunch of guys. Shame, shame so many of them are dead. Yeah. I mean, what? There's only, ooh, there's only 
two, no, no, sorry, three Beatles left on the planet. Well, I guess Pete Best is still alive, isn't he? Yeah, do you count Pete Best as a Beatle? Oh, yeah, sure. He wanted to be a Beatle for quite a long time. Oh, he was <laughs> he one wasn't. of the original Beatles. But, yeah, uh, but he, he really wanted to. <laughs> he, he was there and he was like, I want to be in this band, which is why I didn't leave the band. Well, no, he was asked to leave. He was replaced by Ringo. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is that he said he, he wanted to be in the band, were so you, they had to ask him to leave. He didn't leave on his own accord. Were you a starting member? Oh, yeah, sure. Were you in the Quarrymen as well? Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Okay, well, I go way back. Right. I used to do the, do the knobs <laughs> for the gigs, where we used to go to the gigs. So, uh, okay, I mean, because we have, well, let's face it, a major part of um, pop culture history, apparently, on the show. Oh, thank you. The, uh, the fifth Beatle. Well, though, technically, it should be a sixth. Seventh Beatle, really? Who would be the, the sixth? Stuart Sutcliffe. Well, Stuart girls. Sutcliffe. He, he, was the beat, he was the painter. Yeah. George R. R. Martin. He was the producer. Um, sadly passed away like yeah. um, last year. Um, and um, I think there was Shaggy. another one. Shaggy. Was he one of the Beatles? Yeah. He did all the br- the, the raps in the break. Breakdown raps. <laughs> is this true? I yeah, mean, I think we true? edited most of those out. Though. <laughs> so it, it wasn't like they were, it didn't really fit. He kept wanting to say that things weren't him. And it was all perfectly, perfectly clear that it wasn't him. But we said, you know what, Shaggy, you should make your own songs. Yeah, it's very confusing when he, um, you sing, I am the walrus, it wasn't me. That doesn't make much sense. Yeah, yeah it makes no sense. Yeah. So I, me, mine, it wasn't me. There you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. so Classic bit. Can you give it like a little, like, oh, oh, wow. incredible. Good stuff here. Is that the secret is? You want to go to hit the back of the room? You know what? You know what? I was. Oh, <laughs> I was. Okay, gonna... that hurt my ear. <laughs> I was going to do uh, some Margaret Atwood today, uh, but I thought, I think because we've got a Beatle. Oh, Maggie Atwood. Yeah, um, well, we're not going to do it now because we've got a Beatle in our, our, our midst. I thought maybe I'll, I'll grab some books off the shelf which have some sort of relationship to the Beatles, and I'm going to throw, I'm going to, I'm going to throw them at you. Not literally. I'm going to like, like throw them out, and you tell me what whether these books capture the essence of Beatle. Ism, um, in the way. Why not? Yeah, Beatle Dumb, maybe. Um, yeah, give us your thoughts and we'll have a little chat about it and you can share some stories about your time in the Beatles. Um, I'm sure Dan's got loads of questions because he, he hasn't been able to stop asking questions since you've I've been here. Literally not been able to stop. You're like, um, um, Nicholas Cage's character in The Rock. Uh, you're a Beatle maniac. In more ways than one. Um, why? Because you also are friends with Sean Connery? I'm friends with Sean Connery. Uh-huh. Can't I act. can't act. That's not fair. I think Nicholas Cage is a great actor. No, but his character can't act. Oh, okay, yeah. Stanley, Stanley Goodspeed. Yeah, 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 that's true. He's not a very good actor, yeah. Uh, and he's not really friends with Sean Connery. They're friends. Well, not really. I mean, they're not. There's no prior relationship. Well, yeah, but like they become friends by the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So I'm technically correct. Yes, that's true. There you go. There you go. So you're like, just like Nicolas Cage in The Rock, you're a big fan of the Beatles. I can see you're straining at the bit to ask loads of questions I on am, yeah. um, Ebenezer. Um, but I'm going to start off, um, throw out this book here, talk about, uh, Haruki Murakami's Norwegian Wood. Now that's based upon the song Norwegian Wood, This Bird Has Flown. Um, beloved song by the Beatles on Rubber Soul. Now this book is, uh, well, I'm not sure how it relates to this song so much. As far as I know, the dude in the book, uh, Watanabe, he listens to, uh, an orchestral version of Norwegian Wood, which 
provides the spark to remember his time as a student during the 60s and his first loves. There's a lot of like, um, burgeoning sexuality and coming of age in this book and a lot of suicide as well. I don't know what's that, what's going on there. Oh dear. I mean, what do you think, um, uh, Ebenezer? What did you think of, um, Murakami's, uh, use of the Beatles in Norwegian Wood? Well, obviously H, we call him H for short. Mm-hmm. Rookie. So you knew him? You know him? Oh, yeah. We go okay. way back. Oh, okay. That's I interesting. taught his son uh, how to play bingo. <laughs> Is there a lot of teaching involved in how to play bingo? There's a lot of strategy involved in choosing cards. All right. What's what? Give us a 20-second um, a bingo uh, hot, hot lesson. Have we got a timer? Yes, I'll time Can it. you put a timer up? Okay, Google. Set timer for 20 seconds. Is it going? It's going now. You're cutting into your 20 I'm seconds. I'm cutting into my 20 seconds. <laughs> well, basically, the secret to play bingo is to be able to uh, just, like, get all the numbers. And you want to be able to get the numbers by shouting. When you get them all, you want to say bingo at the end. You say it really loud so they can hear you. Well, yeah, fair enough. I mean, that was a totality of... Um, bingo. Not really, because it doesn't actually say how you get those numbers. <laughs> you just have to get numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you no, should have given no, it a more no, time. No, no, you're not allowed to. I'm, I'm going... not trying to explain it. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I'm going to assume from that um, rundown that you get the numbers <laughs> by. We're, not no, we're discussing the rundown. We're not. He's not explaining anymore. We're yeah, discussing, yeah. I'm discussing. Okay. I'm discussing how you, I would go. This about is like numbers. so that that run throw was like uh, Game of Thrones. And what we're doing now is like... A Game of Thrones podcast. Beside the Throne. What's the show where they talk Jonathan about... Jonathan Van Ness. No. What's Game, of <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of what's Thrones. What's the game, where, the, the show where they talk about Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. No. It's a TV show next to... It broadcasts after Game of Thrones. Talking Game oh, of Thrones. Oh, with Rachel Paris. Yeah. Um, Thrones. Thrones. Throne chat, here I think comes, it's called. Here comes the game. <laughs> I don't know. That's, comes, what I, that's what I call it. <laughs> If I if I were in the TV show, offering your thoughts on have you been? Um, oh yeah, ever been on a TV show? Yeah, but sometimes people ask me if they could go on instead, so I let them. <laughs> You're very <laughs> give passive. me give me an example. Well, one time, Mike, I had a show uh, uh, called. Uh, uh, <laughs> I had a show, a TV show called called Blind Date. But then, <laughs> but then Stella Black said, oh, I'd like to go on the show. And, you know, she seemed nice, so I let her have the show. So you're not the God. only... So Ringo wasn't the only Beatle to actually go on TV. Well, yeah, you nearly yeah. went on TV. Well, I had Thomas the Tank Engine, too. Did you? I yeah. Was, you and Ringo were going for that show as well? Yeah, no, I, I invented it. You invented Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, yeah. I thought that was, like, some vicar that, like, some British vicar that... Yeah, I'm a vicar, too. That's what I, that's what I do alongside my professional basketball playing. And being in the Beatles. Where's your parish? My parish? Oh, it's in Liverpool. Whereabouts in Liverpool? On Doncaster Tun. <laughs> Doncaster Tun. <laughs> I thought Doncaster was in the Midlands. No, Doncaster's in the parish. Doncaster's quite far north. It's near, still Midlands, near, though. Yeah, but it's near Liverpool. Donca- no, Donca- re- Doncaster, you silly plop. <laughs> it's uh, it's Doncaster, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, you silly plop. So, hey, do, you, on, have a, do you have a family? Yeah. Would you care to give I've us more? You've got a wife? You've got a wife? What's she I've called? Barbara. What's her surname? Barbara Beatles. 
So she changed her name to Beatles. Yeah. Do you often when feel she... that she would rather be with one of the other Beatles? Oh, she's very fond of them all, yeah. So if, if like, say, Paul McCartney came and said, I want to have sex with your wife, would you let him? Oh, well, if he, if he asked politely, yeah. Paul's a very polite guy. <laughs> I guess so, I, yeah. I wouldn't want to get in the way with them, of them both and their, of their lovely relationship. Um, you know, I, I just want everyone to be happy. I wait no sorry Chin I have more questions sure sure go ahead go ahead so is your surname Beatles no <laughs> good question um, <laughs> what is your surname what's my surname yeah Scrooge uh, okay Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> so, okay so how are you spelling that Q well it's a silent Q S K R U U-D-G-E. Okay, so not who I was thinking. All right. If I were to read that, I'd probably pronounce it Scrudge. No, Q-Scrudge. Yeah, Q-Scrudge. Yeah, but you wouldn't know it was silent Q. (laughs) That's true. Um, Ebenezer. Yes? I was just looking up um, Thomas the Tank Engine on Wikipedia. What's that? (laughs) What? Thomas the Tank Engine on Wikipedia. What's Wikipedia? Wikipedia is like an online encyclopedia, which um, people are allowed to add to and edit. Um, Who... I'm looking. I'm, it's created by Jimmy Wales. Um, Jimmy Wales. Jimmy Wales. Yeah, he was. The, is he uh, from Wales? No, he's, he's just isn't. a big fan. He's just a big fan <laughs> of Wales. Yeah, he changed <laughs> his name to Wales, um, but never moved there for some reason. Still yeah. lives um, in America. No more. No more need to explain that. I, <laughs> I know that old chestnut. Well, it says here that Thomas the Tank Engine was created by Wilbert the the Reverend uh, Wilbert Audrey from his um, book series. The Railway series, and his son Christopher then adapted it um, and moved it to Thomas Tank Engine. Made it. Um, into yeah, a TV we used program. to. We used to. We used to parishize together. So, but you just took credit. for We worked it. at the same at the same church. Right. So are you just saying that you just took the credit for his book then? Well, he asked me. <laughs> he asked you to take credit for his book. He said. He said, Ebenezer. Like, I know that you, you've got all your successes in all your life, but I, my kid, my son Christopher's really ill, and I need the money to pay for the medical bills because I want to get him treated in America, not here. Oh, that's a sad story. Yeah, he does. He hates the NHS. <laughs> so it wasn't even what was what was he what was he what was he ill with? He had a cough. <laughs> right, okay. So he went to America to treat his cough. Okay, all right. That's yeah, out. yeah. It cost him twelve million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't need the cop to be treated in our hospital, presumably. Yeah, well, he wanted the, he wanted radiation and all of those kind of things. <laughs> so, so wait, so so let me get, get this straight. Let me get this straight. So, the, your good friend, the Reverend Wilbert, Wilbert Audrey, had a sick son who had a cough. How didn't want to treat his son on the NHS and wanted to take him to America so they could give him radiation and... Uh, all the all the doohickeys. Uh, the bill came to about twelve million pounds. Dollars, dollars. So, so sorry, dollars. <laughs> That's so no different back then, you know, it was zero point six six dollars to the pound. Yeah, but dollars were <laughs> worth more. It was. What, when was this? Oh, back in the eighties. Okay. So let me let me let me let me summarize. Let me summarize though, because uh, what apparently happened after the, he had all this treatment was um, Ebenezer, at the goodness of his heart, created Thomas the Tank Engine and gave it to him so he could. <laughs> Treat his son's cough in America. Presumably the cough only lasted about a week. 
Anyway, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it seems well, like some you... coughs can be quite serious. That's yeah. true. Was that's it a serious true. cough? Yeah, it had like a grumbly sound in his chest and everything. He gave me a, he gave me those ear ear things when you put put them in your ears and there's a metal circle when you wow. put the circle. Grumbit. What what's it called? No, a stethoscope. A te- stethoscope. Oh. And I heard it, and it was very crackly down in his chest. Oh. So was that was did you insist then that like oh yeah sure. He asked me. Well, I didn't I... say. I didn't say like what you were going to insist on. I was going to. You, were you going to insist that Ringo appeared in the series? Was that your only stipulation? Well, I was going to do the voice. Right, right. But then Ringo said, "Hey, Ebenezer, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm doing this, this old little talk, this old little uh, trade show called Jobs the Tank Engine." And then Ringo goes, "Can I do it?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> Well, you know, I don't want to upset the man. He's a lovely man. Right. He's a nice guy. A little bit, a little bit violent, though. He man. used to punch me in the head. I mean, I, I didn't want to... It's, it's, it did sound like there was a fair bit of violence in the Beatles. I mean, getting to a sensitive topic here, but there's a history of, like, uh, domestic violence with the Beatles. Um, I've heard a lot of stories about John Lennon um, beating his um, both Cynthia... Uh, Lennon and Yoko Ono. Um, Ringo was a bit of a, a wife beater as well. And if you believe um, some of the stories about Paul McCartney um, with uh, um, that Heather Mills shared that like he was a bit of a wife beater as well. Um, George Harrison apparently didn't. Can you testify to any of these stories being true? No, we, well, not really. You know, I was with them all the time. They wouldn't let me sleep inside the same house as them. Sometimes I made these go... Go down the road or in the doghouse. Right, right, right. In the, in the doghouse? Yeah. I was quite literally in the doghouse with the Beatles. I mean, did you... Mm. I mean, that, that's, that, that sounds like they, they kind of bully you. You just talked about Ringo oh, punching no, the they head. Just ex- they, yeah, they didn't punch me in the head every now and again. <laughs> but, you know, that, I'd steal all my jobs. But, and like, it sounds know. like John made you give his lunch money as well. Oh, yeah, John... John yeah, but, but he did it out of love. All right. Uh, Was that the uh, inspiration for the song um, uh, "Magical Mystery Tour"? Oh yeah. Well, you know, I wrote that first when I was when I was uh, outside at the doghouse one day. So you wrote that song? I wrote most of the song. (laughs) Really? I mean, okay. Right. Yes, that's interesting. You wrote most of the song because there's a lot of dispute about how much, like, even Paul McCartney and John Lennon wrote. But apparently, you wrote most of the songs. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm gonna throw you out. Like, okay, some Beatles songs, and you You tell me. Yeah, you just read a list, and I'll tell you yes or no. Okay. Uh, Here, there, and everywhere. Yes. Was that a collaboration? Did you write 100%? No, I wrote most of it by myself. Most of it by yourself. Which parts yeah. did you write? I wrote all of the of the mouth organ, <laughs> and I wrote most of the, most of the hang, hand claps too. So wow. you wrote the hand claps and the mouth organ. The hand claps and the mouth organ, and then but not like the melody or the drum. I wrote the, or... I wrote the lyrics. All right, okay. but I, but I had written the lyrics in some shape or form. Ah, and then. Paul and John would come in and... Well, they came in and duffied it up, you know. They, they were good at that. So, so really, was... how most Beatles songs started, according to you, was with the hand claps. <laughs> and then they kind of expanded. And the mouth organ. <laughs> right, which is not in most. So, talk us through your process, then. Talk us through your process. Okay, so I'm outside. Right. It's, it's, it's two below zero. There's a dog barking at me. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to clap at the dog to just just let the dog feel like it's 
appreciate like, it. Yeah, just don't want the dog to be upset. So we're trying to get, keep the dog excited and happy. The dog looks happy. So then I just sit down. I get out my notebook. And I just write down the songs in, 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 in music, you okay, know? Okay, all right. So... Can you remember, you remember that here, there and everywhere, you're out there. Here, there, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of. So that was you starting the, start the me- melody and then what, you were clapping at the dog and singing. <laughs> <laughs> singing. Here, here, there, everywhere. Oh, what a catchy tune. Oh, that should be a song. And then I, I lock it away in my head. And, I, and the next morning when the sun rises, I'm allowed to come back in the house. And then, and then Ringo goes, you got any songs for us? And I go, two goddamn right I do. What about this one? It's great. Oh yeah, it was great. They really appreciate so it. All the songs I wrote. So about eight days a week, that's got quite a lot of clapping. It's got the... You start so eight days of the week sort of started with the uh, we just start with that and then you built from there. Yeah, yeah, sure. And it always starts in a doghouse. Well, no, sometimes it depends where we are. But you're usually no, in the doghouse or in a metaphorical doghouse. Or in my, my own house. Where do you? Well, in your parish? In Doncasterton, yeah. <laughs> with my wife Barbara. Oh wow! Okay, are you, are you still are you still writing songs to this day? Oh, yeah, did yeah. you have a solo career? Yeah, well, I write songs for all the greats, you know, Bruno Mars. <laughs> Which Taylor one did you write for? I wrote the the one. Uh, <laughs> did you? That's I, wrote, I wrote the Taylor Swift song. Uh, hate is gonna hate, 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 hate. Oh, that's got quite a lot of clapping in it, doesn't it? That has yeah. a lot of clapping in it. Did yeah. you? Uh, ever write because a lot of songs you wrote were about in the doghouse ever write any songs about dogs yeah I wrote Dog Days Are Over for Florence of the Machines I wrote uh, that's got clapping in I wrote the song Dogs by Damien Rice well he performed it of course <laughs> and I wrote most of Snoop Dogg's back catalog <laughs> but that's got not much clapping in it it's all Snoop Dogg's back yeah but you know he, what he did is he I said to, we had a Skype phone call <laughs> When I was outside doing gardening, and he was like, "Hey man, I need to, I need some new songs. Well, you got some new songs for me?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure. Just give me a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll write and write up." And everybody was saying that Paul McCartney was the first Beatles to work with a rapper when he did uh, did that collaboration with Kanye West. Yeah. And you were like, "You were writing with Snoop Dogg way back in the nineties, apparently." Oh yeah, this is way before. Jeez. Okay. I. I feel that we haven't really tackled the Norwegian wood by Haruki Murakami, but this is yeah. Well, this is fascinating, all part of it, you know, fascinating. Because, because Snoop Dogg and Haruki used to, used to play patty cake with me, which is another form of hand clapping. Isn't yeah, it? that's it. like hand clapping jams. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we played patty cake, and when we were on my deck back at back in Doncaster, and it was all about there were a lot of like weird sex things that, that Snoop used to mention. Such as. He used to talk about uh, how his his dick was as hard as Norwegian wood. <laughs> and I was like, what's that? Why are you telling that to a priest? Why Norwegian? Well, you know, he's a, he, he's a cultured man. <laughs> okay. So, 
so you felt you you feel that this book is kind of true to the story of the uh, the the. the the spirit of the Beatles. Then. Well, it, it it invokes memories, you know. They, mm. All the songs are memorized. I memorized all the songs in the in the house or wherever I was. But then when I had to come to it, I gave them a Skype phone call to tell them the songs. Wow, you know, it was a bit like the main protagonist, so, Toru Watatabi. So you you told them all, all over Skype. You told people about most of the Beatles songs over Skype. Sometimes we do it on LinkedIn. <laughs> right. LinkedIn. Yeah. How? Well, I just I just write it. I write you do an A for two notes, and then you do a B for two notes. You know, like music. So, which album was this that yeah. you had to use this technique? This was Let It Be. Okay, that Wait, was on LinkedIn. yeah, but LinkedIn but it was before in, in its embryonic form. But interesting, Let It Let It Be is one of the only Beatles albums that doesn't have hand claps on it. Yeah. So you wrote most of it, but you weren't actually involved. Well, in I well we used the hand claps as a tool. There's a tool to, to structure the songs and the mouth organ to come up with all the notes. And then, then they removed you from the mix. Yeah, well, they said, oh, we don't think you should be in the Beatles anymore. And I was like, all right. I mean, <laughs> but I, I stayed in there. I let them take me off all of the things. They just let me hang around with them. Well, like take Trotsky. photos. Like Trotsky being removed by Stalin. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, that's a very good parallel to draw. I'm just like Trotsky. <laughs> I, well, as everybody knows, Let It Be was a very acrimonious album. I mean, it caused the split of the Beatles. Did uh, it? Or was that Yoko Ono? Ooh. What do you think, Ebenezer? Yeah, what are your feelings on this? Oh, she's what? a lovely lady, you know. How did you, so what happened? What happened to break up one of the greatest bands of all time? Well, I remember one time in, in Turkey, we were at a hotel smoking cigarettes. And John came and said, why are you smoking so many cigarettes? And I was like, I'll go there. And the Yoko was like, I want to go to bed. And Paul was like, don't you bloody go to bed. We got a lot more cigarettes to smoke. <laughs> and George was like, why are we going to smoke all these goddamn cigarettes? I don't even like smoking cigarettes. And then, of course, Ringo was like, <laughs> he loved smoking cigarettes, Ringo. And basically, Yoko was just trying to get everyone to smoke more cigarettes, but no one else wanted to smoke cigarettes, so... Sorry, uh, Yoko was trying to make everybody smoke more cigarettes, despite she wanted to go to bed. Yeah, but Ringo also liked smoking cigarettes, but she also wanted to go but to Paul bed. Paul was the one who said that your story... So, right, let's, let's break this down. No, 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 okay. Paul didn't want to smoke all the cigarettes, but John was smoking cigarettes because Yoko wanted him to. And Ringo likes smoking the cigarettes. Ringo just likes smoking cigarettes anyway. why did Paul say, you're not going anywhere, we've got all these cigarettes <laughs> to smoke? Well, because, you know, Paul Paul's a very goals-orientated man. Once he sets his mind to something and he agrees to it, he's going to finish it, whether he likes it or not. And were you up for smoking the cigarettes? I wasn't allowed the cigarettes. <laughs> so the only person in the Beatles who didn't want to smoke the cigarettes was uh, George Harrison. Yeah, George... Who George. later died of cancer. <laughs> Yeah, ironic, isn't it? George wanted to go firing guns. What? George wanted to go down to the sh Turkish shooting range. Oh wow! So he was—I didn't know he was such a guns enthusiast. Oh, he was the right gun, that George. Oh wow! Okay. One time he wanted to see what would happen if you shot a person. <laughs> what did happen? <laughs> Who did he shoot? Oh, it really hurt. Shot you? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I was happy to oblige. <laughs> wow. I can't shake this feeling that you were 
bullied by the Beatles, Ebenezer. They oh, really was... took you. They treated you really badly. Well, you know. Well, then. Well, when George shot me, it helped me think of come together because my arm was lying on the ground, and I thought, "Oh, it'd be great if my arm and my my hand would come back together." Because you could clap and write the song. <laughs> I could clap and write more songs. So I got whisked off to a Turkish vet. They wouldn't take me to. They wouldn't take me to a Turkish hospital, and the veterinarian. Put my hand back on backwards. <laughs> oh no! But it's forwards now. So how's that happen? No, I'm just I'm twisting it around. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So you know how wow. you can rotate your hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, look, if I if I did rest, if I if I sit resting, my hand goes like this. <laughs> oh, okay. So you have to clap like. Well, I just rotate one of my hands around, don't I? <laughs> so like you don't have if you put your hands out, they're both facing each other. Yes. You got palm to palm. Yeah. If I do that, my resting position. I've got Ooh, I to the top of the hand. It's knuckle, knuckle to palm. But it's just another, another. It's just helped me diversify the sounds that I could write. Gosh, I, I, this is all just such an insight into everything. But you well, didn't explain if Yoko Ono broke up the Beatles. You just said she was trying to make everyone smoke, and then she said she was going to bed. And Paul said, "You're not going anywhere. We've got all these cigarettes to smoke." And then you didn't really say. What happened next? So that was the, that cigarette incident was the official end of the Beatles, was it? <laughs> well, and Paul said, uh, yeah, well, that, that was the start of the end, really. Okay, then what happened, though? Well, then it just continued in that, in that pattern in all sorts of different cities across the, across the earth. Whoa, just arguments about cigarette smoking. Or yeah, and how it. many they should all be smoking. Wow. And George just wanted to go and shoot things. <laughs> so, I mean... They say they say they say that like uh like Brian Epstein was um, the Beatles manager and responsible kind of like keeping the band together, organizing them and making sure they, you know, allotted the correct amount of cigarettes to each one. But he passed away shortly after uh, Oh yeah, that was sad. I mean, yeah, it was just after Sergeant Peppers uh, had come out. Uh, I mean, how did you what was your relationship with uh, Brian Epstein? Oh, he was a good man. He was good. Oh, I liked him. Yeah, yeah. He used to give me back rubs. Oh, okay. That's yeah. nice. So there's one person around the Beatles who was doing nice things. For yeah, me. he did it a bit hard though, <laughs> but it made me it made me feel good. No, he was a nice man. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. And he used to he used to he used to do uh, we used to do uh, roly polies down hills. <laughs> well, we go on tour, and then we'd stop the van, and we'd be like, "Stop the car." <laughs> Stop the van! There's a big hill over there! And Brian and I would go out and do roly-polies downhill frontways, not even on our sides. That's insane. What did the other Beatles do while you were doing this? Well, they were just too busy smoking cigarettes. <laughs> well, okay. Yoko I, 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 I wouldn't let John off the bus. Yoko was like, you're not going out there not to do those crazy roly-polies. You're going to get yourself killed. So she, she, and he did eventually. Apart from the cigarette thing, which is bizarre, why she was trying to get everyone to smoke, she doesn't sound too weird. She was like, "I'm going to bed," and that was a terrible thing. And also, she wouldn't let Paul do front-facing roly-polies down a hill. No, she wouldn't oh, let John. John sorry, she was John. like, "Paul, you go do whatever the fuck you want. I don't see if I give a shit. I don't care what you do, Paul. You can go fucking die. That's a direct quote. You can quote me on that." <laughs> She does whatever she went to bed as well. She'd set fire to the hotel room. 
to the whole hotel room. Yeah, she tied together all the bed sheets and then, then set fire to the hotel room and try and get out. Um, and then, oh, okay, okay, fine. She is definitely a bit strange then. She is, yeah. You've convinced me. She tried to kill me. people, yeah. Um, she tried to burn down lots of hotels. Why were you touring at this point? Because presumably this was after the White Album when the Beatles stopped touring. So why were you travelling? Well, you know, for old times' sake. <laughs> so you, you refused to play live, but you still, oh, went, played, you still went on the tour. No, to, I played live. There was a, so I no. played live, but I just, I just was in the crowd. <laughs> uh, well, other so people's games. You were just literally just clapping in the crowd. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that, well, you is, know, is that uh, playing live or is it just applauding? Well, you, if you were well, doing it in the crowd. Well, basically, you know, okay, so so for, for a short while, Queen... Uh, hired me to, to do claps for them. And you know when, when Freddie Mercury would go, all we hear is Lady Yoga. I'd be in the crowd and Freddie would give me an eye. He'd give me the eye and I'd be like, all right, guys, come on, get your claps up. And then I'd stand with my with my feet, shoulder width apart, my hands up in the air like a Y. Like, like when you're doing the YMCA dance. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then he'd be like, oh, we hear it. And I know, you see, because I'd heard the song before. Not everyone <laughs> had heard this song. It sounds to me that you were more of an audience member. I was like Bez. Member. I was like Bez for, for Queen. Yeah, if, if Bez <laughs> were in the audience and not on the stage. join Queen on stage? No, they didn't let me either. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Freddie saying. Freddie said, I think it's best if you just stand in the audience. And I, oh, I was happy to oblige. And you weren't paid for this, were you? No. Did you so, have to buy a ticket? Yeah, yeah. So it sounds but like you were. But they wouldn't, but you know. So were you really a I member of Queen? I was happy to oblige. Were you a member of Queen? Well, or were you just... <laughs> God, God, no, I never said I was a member of Queen. Right, right. But you said you were hired by Queen to do the hand claps. Yeah, they hired me. More of an unpaid internship. Oh, I suppose. If that. I mean, he had to pay for the tickets. He sounds more like an audience member. You sound like an audience member. It sounds like you just went to go see Queen a lot. It's true. Well, I like them. They're a good band. They were a good band. They They're were. almost as good as us. The Beatles. Um, I, I, I hate to get off this sort of Beatles... Well, are we going to talk more about H's book? Well, yeah. He I, told I, me he was very much looking forward to us talking I think, about I feel we covered book. it. I feel we covered it. I was going to move on to another Beatles book as we'll get you a pick your brain in this one. This was David Mitchell's Number Nine Dream. Oh, uh, that's a great book. Yeah, I mean, technically this isn't a Beatles book per se. Um, it's more of a John... I mean, Number Nine Dream is named after the John Lennon song, Number Nine Dream. Number Nine Dream. But I'm noticing something here. Is it a parallel? Norwegian Wood, right? Mm-hmm. Beatles influence. Yep, yep. Set in Japan. Number nine dream. John Lennon influence. Beatles influence. Set in Japan. Yoko from Japan. What's going on there? What's going on there? Oh, you know, I don't know. She was a very interesting lady. Can you get me... What is it with the Beatles in Japan? I mean, I, I know that um, Paul McCartney was arrested for uh, smoking a doobie in Japan. Oh, he smoked so many doobies. <laughs> yeah. That was only because Yoko asked met him, I bet you can't smoke 20 doobies. So he was like, you got that bitch, I swear I can smoke you right back, I can smoke 20 doobies. Wow. So, so he did it, and then he got put in jail. Yeah, well, he wasn't put in jail, like, he was had to be bailed out. Yeah, well, I... Well, bailed out in inverted commas. I went to jail for him. <laughs> he asked me if we had the same haircut at the time, you see. You all had so the I same went, haircut. And the Japanese couldn't tell the difference between all of the Beatles. They thought we all looked the same. So I just went, I was like, I was like, Paul, do you want me to go to jail for you? And he was like, yeah. So I went to jail for three years for smoking. Three years? What, what years were these? Uh, well, it's all, it's all a bit fuzzy now. It was a bit, 
It was a bit of a, a traumatic time, to be honest. Fair enough. Met a lot of lovely people, though. Did you? Yeah. What? Uh, care to elaborate on I met Kenzo Tanje. All right. Oh, yeah. He was great. A good picture. When you were running from the police... <laughs> he wasn't running from I the police. I didn't run. I volunteered. I was oh, like, okay. it's me. I was, it was me. I smoked the doobie with oh, the car idea. Yeah. I thought and The Japanese was, uh... police pointed at me and they said, very bad. Don't <laughs> smoke doobies. You're going to jail. And I was like... They do it in the accent. Oh, they... I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, I don't really see colour. I don't think we need to... I, look, we know what... Possibly what colour. kind of accent it, 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 I don't see accents I thought they might have been doing a Liverpudlian accent. <laughs> but... So... Number nine dream. Number nine dream. Like, the connection between the Beatles and Japan is not just uh, with Paul and um, his doobie incident and Yoko Ono. Um, there's always been a, a vaguely Eastern influence in the Beatles' music. Uh, I, I'm thinking, for instance, George Harrison's obsession with the sitar and uh, Ravi Shankar and also the uh, Maharishi. Um, oh, the Maharishi, yeah. I mean, like, were you there? The Maharishi's... Uh, I introduced them. You knew the Maharishi and you introduced the Beatles to the Maharishi. I introduced George. I said, George, you've got to meet this guy. He's great. I think you're going to love him. And he go, and he said, if I don't love him, I'm going to punch you in the head. <laughs> oh, you did love him. But it, and George was over the moon. He didn't even punch me in the head. Wow. Okay. That okay. was a good day. Uh, what people say he was a bit of a fraud, though, and a phony. And I think by the end, um, John especially. Well, I don't know. Like, might be John. It said that like um, "Sexy Sadie" was uh, basically based upon the Maharishi, yep, and yep. John Lennon wrote that song. Um, he did. He actually wrote that song. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Not, not you. Not you. I had nothing to do with that song. No way. Did you have anything to do because? What's interesting about George is a lot of his songs don't have a lot of collaboration with the other Beatles. Yeah. So stuff like uh, "She's So Heavy," that's not Beatles. That's which was what's the no, George that's, song? No, um, that's that is "I Want You, yeah. She's So Heavy." Yes. That's Abbey Road. Yeah. Yeah. That's which not... is George one, but the other Beatles aren't involved in that. Were you involved in the George songs? Well, George would always let me have a look. He'd always be writing them down on his notebooks, and I'd always say, "What if you did that there?" And then you move that around, and he'd be like, "Can you leave me alone?" <laughs> He asked me to leave him alone, but then he do what I told him to anyway. So, oh, strange, strange guy. I love him. I love him like 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 a father. Like a father. Like a frother. <laughs> like a frother. I love him like a frother. Oh, that's a good new word. Maybe that can be a song. Love should you. we usually write one now? Love you like your frother. Yep, there you go. <laughs> that would be one. Is that, is that your normal songwriting contribution? Oh, I'll. I'll I'll beef it out a bit more in the garden while I'm gardening. Beef it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll beef it out. And once it gets on, once I put it onto Skype, it'll be you'll never recognise it like you ever saw. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, your thoughts on Number Nine Dream as a book? Then does it? Do you feel it captures that sort of like Beatles spirit? To you? Forgive me. I, I I thought we were doing Margaret Atwood books. So I know I read Number Nine Dream. I think David Mitchell is the absolute worst. Um, the, 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 from Peep Show or this guy? Or my uh, PT. Or your so PT. No, that's okay. David yeah. Mitchell. Okay. You've got a personal trainer? No, he's not actually mine. He just runs the class. He sounds, I bet he's in good <laughs> shape though, isn't he? No. No? Surprisingly, he's like, just that normal guy. You should come down to my gym. <laughs> Do you have a gym? <laughs> yeah, it's called gardening. <laughs> gardening? Yeah, we lift bags of manure around. <laughs> Sounds like a farm. 
Um, slash gardening. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> no, I, I actually do really, 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 really hate the writer, David Mitchell. Wow. Why? So hard, like, like needlessly confusing, the books. Okay, can we read it? I'll read you a sentence. Yes, but it will just be a sentence. But the actual books themselves and the, like, style of them is just like, why? Why I, would I put myself through this? It's I, like the Thousand Autumns of Jacob de Zoot, and it was like, I don't... I've read half this book. I've invested my time in this really boring book. And then suddenly the narrative style changes and just, I don't understand what's going on. I like that book. Uh, just for the record, I like the book. Um, and I like David Mitchell as a writer. Um, he's good in Peep Show too. Yeah, he's great. And, and, um, um, and Upstart the, Crow. Upstart and in the Crow. circuits class I did yesterday. <laughs> All the same person. Busy man, busy man. Read us a sentence then, um, Ebenezer. Okay, here we go. Really? There you go. <laughs> it's true, that was a sentence from the book. Um, uh, well, okay, we can do another one if you like. I mean, I want your uh, opinion as a Beatles uh, person. Um, okay, here we go. Let's see if there's any inspirations in here for a new song. 10th of November. Conditions to poor, too poor to permit access to bridge. They reminds us we are irreplaceable components of our kite heads. Get anything from that? No. Okay, all right. No, I've got to get in the garden, see if it mulls over and ferments into a nice other piece of a song. Do you, do you find that, like, um, success has changed you as a Beatles? Well, define change. So, like, I assume when you were growing up, like, um, on the streets of Liverpool with all the other Beatles, uh, growing your hair into the same sort of shape, you start with a dream to make good music, and then the success just, like was more than you could have ever have dreamed of. And now, now what? You're, you must be in your 70s or something I'm like that. I'm 82. 82. She was the oldest of the Beatles. I was the eldest. And Wait, how old are you, sorry? 82. How old's your wife? She's 20. <laughs> really, really. Barbara Beatles. Really, really not, not great. Uh, so why is she such a huge Beatles superfan? She's so young. I don't really know. It's, it's well, timeless music, Alice. It's timeless oh, we just music. got married the other day. Oh, right. oh, congrats. Thank you. Where are you going on honeymoon? Uh, to Manchester. <laughs> wow, okay. It's the only place we can afford. Sunny Manchester. We record this in London, though. Wait, it's the only place you can afford? You're a Beatles man. You already established you lost money from being in the Beatles. And you're a priest, surely you Don't get down for me for £50 notes. And I only have £50 notes. You've got the gardening gym, you've got Thomas's Hank engine, you've got the Beatles, you've got your solo career. And you did ghostwriting for Snoop Dogg and Taylor Swift and Bruno Mars. Have you not got any money? Well, they didn't really want to pay me, so I was happy to oblige. <laughs> did you have? Do you have any investment in Apple Records? Oh well, you know the that, record level. Well, I put money in, but they wouldn't let me take the money out. <laughs> right. <laughs> they said all because all the money that I put in was John John Bugsied all my money. <laughs> Whoa! See, this is why you need a lawyer. This is why you need a law guy. John John said Bugsy, and I and I was like, well, you know, fair's fair. <laughs> Did he do that with a lot of things of yours? Yeah. When we were on tour, he bugsied all my Coca-Cola cans. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to drink them. He was like, bugsy those. And I was like, oh, oh, happy to oblige, John. Happy to oblige. I suppose you do do more singing than me. It's important to your throat's nice and smooth. Are you happy? Yeah, well, you know, I've led a fulfilling career. Good. You know you're everybody, everybody's his. You're everybody's favourite Beatles. 
Yeah, well, we've been big Ebenezer boosters on the uh, on the podcast. I heard. I mean, I'm assuming me. that's why you're here. I was Barbara, a big fan of the podcast. Barbara told me that you were all that you were all fans of mine, so I thought I'd come down and I'd say hi. I'd spew a couple notes to give a couple claps, and then hopefully see where we go. I mean, it's an honour. It's an absolute honour. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. wow! Amazing. Nobody can. You can tell that's an Ebenezer yeah, clap though from the tone, right? Oh, Ooh. that's a low one. Do you want to hear a high one? Go yeah, on. that's pretty good. Yeah. That's Do you want to hear good. a low one? How fast can he clap? Not that fast. <laughs> Come on, show us. <laughs> no, like. Oh! Oh! Oh wow! Ooh. Are we are we are we getting that? <laughs> we jamming with a beetle. We jamming with a beetle. Eight days a week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need your love, babe. Oh my Eight god! Eight days a week. Oh yeah, my we're, god! We're thinking of doing a sequel to that song. What's it called? Nine days a week. <laughs> Who's we? Me and Barbara. <laughs> Barbara Beatles. <laughs> So, you and your wife, who you just married a few weeks ago, are planning a sequel to Eight Days a Week. It's going to be a Christmas smash. Oh, Do you wow. like Christmas? Mm, not really. I'm trying to ruin it for the world. <laughs> Why? With a terrible song. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked for it. I think it just seems like the kind of time where everyone's trying to make sequels to things that no one really wants. Mm, so, I thought I'd do that at point. Christmas. That's a good point. Um, I don't know if you're making or diminishing your point by releasing a sequel to something that nobody wants, though. Yourself. Yeah, well, you know, times have changed. That's true. They, they have changed, yeah. It's At the end of the day, it's a game of two halves. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> That's what they always say, don't they? That's what they, they always say that. They always say that. Um, I think we're, we're coming to almost an end of our discussion uh, today. I, I feel like we haven't really gotten to the books. I've just been Well, these books are a load of toss, if you ask me. <laughs> you changed your tune to the beginning. Well, you said, like, yeah, this is quite true to the spirit of the Beatles. Yeah, well, yeah, bit exactly. of a reversal. Bit of a reversal. Yeah, well, a good load of toss. <laughs> a good toss of, a toss of, uh, toss of Dolce peaches. Okay, okay. Um, bit confusing, bit confusing. Uh,. I, I, I guess like um, what I'd like to ask you then is that, like um, what lessons have you learned from your life as a Beatle and if you could do it all over again would you change anything? Oh god no no way Would you ask for some money maybe? <laughs> no Ask oh, not to be no, punched No everybody else wanted the money I was never in it for the money I was in it for the talent I like... You were in it for the talent? <laughs> what does that mean? I got so much puss Oh <laughs> <laughs> Who was the most famous person you had sex with? Uh, Barbara Broccoli. Who's <laughs> Barbara that? Broccoli? Producer of the James Oh, Bond of films. course, yeah. Oh, Babs Broccoli, of course. Yes, 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 yes. She Anyone else? Good. She still looks good. Anyone else? No. Yeah, lots of people, but I don't remember all their names. You see, lose track after a while. How many people do you think you've had? 290. <laughs> so, you've lost track of the names, but you've got the number down. Oh, I got, I got them all in a book. Oh, okay. Look, okay, I've got a notebook I carry around and I write all my songs in on the back page. There's a tally chart. <laughs> all right. You've written some names down there as well. The ones yeah, you can remember. Just Barbara Broccoli. 
We had sex twice. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. There was still juice left in the tank, is if that, you know what I mean. Is that the person you've had sex with the most? No. My wife had sex with her four times. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so you the only woman you've been married to? I was also married to Linda McCartney. So <laughs> but I assume Paul well, I gave it before, yeah, before she met Paul, I assume. I gave her the idea to make sausages without meat in. And then Paul was like, who's that lady? And I was like, that's my wife, Linda. And then Paul goes, she looks nice. And I was like, and I asked Paul, I said, Paul, do you want to marry her instead then? So you gave Paul the idea to marry Linda McCartney, your wife? Yeah, well, you know, he seemed really kid, he really smitten. He looked at me, he took one look at her and he looked at me and he gave me a glare and he said, you get away from here now, she's mine. And I was happy to oblige. Wow. That's incredible. Great stories. Are there any good impressions you can do of any of the other Beatles? I can do a good, I can do a good uh, Stuart Sutcliffe. (laughs) Right, let's say that. Hey, it's me, Stuart Sutcliffe. I'm going to paint it, I'm paint it over here. That's a good, that's a pretty good one. I can good. do a good Pete Best too. Oh, how's that? Oh, it's me, Pete Best. <laughs> I'm back from the dead. He's still alive, Pete Best. <laughs> yeah, he had an album. Um, You know what he called his album? And I'm, uh, this is serious. Best of. Best of the Beatles. Uh, he literally called it Best of the Beatles. dumb piece of shit. <laughs> do you, don't you feel bad for Pete Best though? No. Really? No. He could have been in one of the greatest bands ever. He could have been, yeah, but he also could have been. Do you know what his? Excuse me. Do you know what his real first name is? Peter. No. Randolph. Randolph Peter Best. <laughs> Randolph Best. What a twat! <laughs> I really don't like. No Pete. wonder he got kicked out. He's a lovely Wait, guy. He got kicked out because his real name was Randolph, and when they discovered it, it's a Peter. It's not even Best. His name is Randolph Peter Scanland. So you think that Pete Best was kicked out of the Beatles because they hired a PI and discovered his real name and said, you've got a rubbish name. You can't be a Beatle anymore. Yeah. Here's our, new, here's our new drummer, Ringo Starr. They didn't know about Ringo at the time. His name, real name was Richard Starkey as well. Yeah, related to David Starkey. <clears throat> Maybe. Although, although, not as racist. No. Yeah. Few people are. Yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts about David Starkey? Starkey. <laughs> oh, he's a lovely man. Have you met David Starkey? One time he gave me a one pound coin. That's so, nice of him. Why did he do that? Was it so, for a so, so he basically treats you better than any of the other Beatles. Well, he was he was he was putting his trolley back after putting his groceries in the car, and I was going and I was going to get a going to go and get a th- get a um, trolley. Sorry. So I gave him one pound coin and then there was already a one pound coin inside the trolley. So, did he give so really you didn't... Yeah, he gave an exchange of one pound. Well, there was a one pound coin. It was a, it was a fair trade. Yeah, he didn't give you one pound because you gave him one pound. Yeah, but, but there was also one inside. So it, it, I feel we're not getting anywhere <laughs> this discussion. Um, I'm going to move it forward. Um, usually we'd have notes and uh, I'd ask you what you I'm happy to books. give my notes on these books. I reckon I could prove them quite a lot. Yeah. Number nine dream. What do you give it? Number nine dream. Mm-hmm. Number nine. Oh. I give Norwegian, it a nine. Norwegian wood. I give it a Norwegian that's not really a rating. That's not how it works. No. <laughs> no, I don't think. I... Okay, I'll give it a clap. Hey! I'll give it the other one, a number nine dream, two claps. Hey! So you prefer number nine dreams in the Norwegian word? Nope. <laughs> 
really hard, having trouble passing out this <laughs> scoring system. You could just ask him to give you the score you want him to give you, and he'll give it to you. Yeah, isn't oh. that how this works? That's, that's very true, that. actually. I could ask him to said you're I... really annoying. <laughs> wow, Barbara said I'm really annoying. <laughs> she told me to burn your house. What? <laughs> what? Burn my house. Yeah, not not burn it down, but just like hold the lighter to the wall and make a mark. Okay, so yeah. Why would you want to do that? Who's her favourite person? On faking lit. On faking lit. She likes she likes cheap coffee. It's <laughs> only been on one episode. I wouldn't call them a regular either. Yeah. <laughs> who's a, who's a, aside from that? Who's her favourite regular? Well, she likes you. Aww, Aww. thanks, Babs. What does she say? Oh, don't call her Babs. <laughs> she hates that. Oh, sorry. Oh, I did it. Oh, I guess I'll sleep in the doghouse tonight. <laughs> Do you normally sleep in the doghouse anyway? Well, only when I've done something wrong. And what's, so give me an example of something that you've done wrong recently. Most things. <laughs> Sounds like it. You don't have any money. So. One time, one time I, uh, I bought a Frisbee without <laughs> asking her. Does she make all the money in the relationship? No. What's, what's her job? Well, we, well she, just, she just watches me do the gardening. All right, she doesn't have a job. She smokes cigarettes too. <laughs> I think I think we're coming to the end of our conversation with Ebenezer. Um, what the what, what the bloody hell is that meant to mean? I've been a, I'd like you to oblige, whatever you'd like me to do. Oh, okay. Um, well, we'd like you to end the podcast. Well, we, we okay. Can... This has been uh, faking, Lit. Uh, well, get I... your get your brand new t-shirts on the TV. Go to www.channel99 to get your faking Lit TV shirts. Um, are you fed up of of Blue, blue Apron. Do you want to get a new new website? Go to S- Square Apron, where you can get a Square Apron. Is that good? Was that a good ending? That's, that's all right. That's good enough. That's well, good enough. Go. Um, I, I guess there's nothing else I, I I have to plug. Um, Ebenezer, it's been an absolute honour. Um, no, to happy be with to you. oblige. Is this Sir Ebenezer? Did you get a knighthood? I can't remember. No. Oh no, Ian McKellen wanted it. Wanted it. <laughs> so I gave it to him. Is that how it works? You can just give it to somebody and then they become a sir? Well, people people really like things. And I'm not really that attached to material possessions or, or, or name or notoriety. So I, I'm happy to oblige. The only thing you care about is the puss. I care about puss. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Puss and gardening. <laughs> you know what, Ebenezer? Um, it would be an honour if I could have a little bit of a jam with you on the way out. Oh, yeah? Are you happy with that? I, I, sure. if, if I can, just say I jam with a beetle. Good. All right. Let me, let we me already st- had a jam. We had a jam on a new we eight days a week. I'm ready. I'm, that was. And we're going to jam something else out. All I right. Think. Okay. Ready? I'm just going. Already?
Do you hear that? That's, that's a special kind of clap. <laughs> oh my god, somebody <laughs> shot Ebenezer! It's amazing, we've sat there for so long and letting it happen. Well, what were you going to do? Like, deflect the bullets with your body? Oh, no, for God's sakes, it's happened again. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I, oh, I feel a bit faint. No, oh, don't die, Ebenezer, don't die. <laughs> oh. I went out doing what I loved. Guess I'll go to the hospital now. <laughs> or the vet. Which is close to the hospital. Well, actually, before you go, can I get a selfie? Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me get He's that selfie. He's been shot again, Shin. You're taking a selfie of a dead body here. Wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. There we go, perfect. Okay, right. Whew, manifested that dream. Um, I really, I promised myself that who, nobody who shot me? <laughs> I thought you were dead, Jesus. It's from someone from over there on that grass. He's only got shot in his hand. <laughs> oh, that's happened many times before. I'm all right. Maybe you can it's come on. Maybe you can get it sewn back on the right way. That's a good idea. Right, should we end this podcast now that one of our podcast members has been shot? Yeah, probably, about probably the same best. Time. Yeah, let's take. Okay, we're going to take Ebenezer to the hospital. But thank you very much for joining us, everybody, and thank you to Ebenezer. Oh, maybe we'll find out who shot him. Who knows? Mark Chapman. Do you know who shot Ebenezer by listening to this podcast? <laughs> Could you identify the shooter? Why didn't you write to us at fakinglitpodcast at gmail.com? Let us know. Subject header. I know who shot Ebenezer. Um, until next time, like and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all those good places. Write to us on Facebook. We'd love to hear back from you. Uh, until next time, keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Beatles. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.